Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again for National Board Conversations. My name is Luke Karai-Demude, your host for this podcast about education, certification, and the journey along the way. Today, we're going to talk maintenance of certification, and our guest is Colleen McDonald, who is a celebrated educator in New York State. She has decades of experience with helping teachers and supporting them along their journey. She's also a co-founder of the Classroom Academy, which is a residency for people that are pursuing teaching and education. It's a really incredible place. Colleen is a perfect guest to discuss maintenance of certification with because she has successfully renewed her certification once and is currently pursuing maintenance of certification. So she has a lot of insight into this journey and this process, and I'm so excited to talk to her. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Here we go. Hi, Colleen. How are you? Great, Luke. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thanks for coming on air. I guess we'll call it air on the internet airwaves, at least. (laughs) Where am I reaching you? I am in upstate New York on the Vermont border, um, not far from Saratoga Springs, above Albany. Sounds like a great place to uh, spend some quarantine time, right? (laughs) It is. It's nice and remote. Perfect. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Colleen McDonald. I'm a nationally board certified teacher. I retired in New York State after a 32-year career in public education, and I'm currently pursuing my maintenance of certification. I certified with National Board in 2002, Um, so I did the renewal process about 10 years after that, and now I am up for that again, so I am pursuing the new process of maintenance of certification, and I'm very excited to be here. So... 2002, that, that was now uh, quite a few years ago that you got your, your initial uh, certification. <laughs> Let's not talk about the number of years, Luke. <laughs> but I, I guess I only wanted to, to start there and sort of rewind back to when you decided you wanted to become a National Board Certified Teacher. I had spent part of my career in administration, and then I went back to the classroom because I didn't really feel that I was having the impact and direct touch on students that I wanted to have. And so I decided to go back to the classroom. After I did, I was working with a team of teachers and one of them heard about a program in New York State called the Albert Shanker Grant, which allowed you to pursue national board certification. And so um, I guess you could say they roped me into doing it with them. (laughs) Didn't know a lot about it, but it sounded like some really good professional learning and professional growth. And then I actually didn't certify the first year that I submitted. And so I ended up, I was the only one of the three, I ended up doing some retakes the following year and certifying that year. How did the uh, following year, did you feel like you gained a lot from doing the, the, the second round? It was really the deep dive the second year that was the most impactful on my thinking and my uh, professional growth at that time and nobody hopefully will do the math. I was about 40 years old and I had never really failed at anything that I had put my mind to. And so this was the first time that I had really actively sought something and fell short. It sent me reeling a little bit from that. And so when I really started digging down into it the second year and looking at what I did wrong or what I could do better, I guess, is a better way to phrase it. Where I had missed the mark, uh, either in the standards or the directions um, or the prompts and what they were asking me to think about, that was when I did my really heavy reflection. Um, And so it was really up to me 
uh, to do the digging and figuring out. And it was in that process that I really came to understand some of the things that I had missed and some of the things that were really important to me to, for me to think about for my students' growth. You know, you, you've retired, you said, and, and you've got your kind of gold watch from, from education and all that. But I guess no rest for the wicked. You've decided to go right back in and do your maintenance of certification. Tell me what the inspiration was for that. Well, the interesting thing is my original certification was good for 10 years. Uh, and then I did the renewal process. And that was um, challenging, but so rewarding in terms of professional growth. It made me really look at what I was contributing to my school community as well as to my students and how I was positively impacting student learning based on everything that I was embodying from National Board. And so that process, while it was very different than the original certification process, made me really look at what I was doing uh, with that growth and knowledge over the 10 years and how I was still applying it. So fast forward eight more years, um, I've since retired, and I'm still working with teachers both in New around New York State as well as um, in other states. And this is such a challenging time. And I felt that the renewal process was so beneficial that it really made sense to continue that learning with the new maintenance of certification process. There's no financial incentive for you because you're retired. Maybe you can talk about what what financial incentives do exist for um, certified teachers in, in your state and also maybe why it doesn't matter to you and you're still doing it <laughs> even as a retired teacher. Um, in New York State, we do have the Albert Shanker grant still, which covers uh, the teacher who's pursuing applies for the grant. They have to be a tenured teacher in New York State. And then they pay for their first component. It doesn't matter which component they choose to do first, but they pay for that first one that they pursue. And then the Shanker grant, if it's awarded to them, covers the next three components. And when they finish the process, whether or not they certify doesn't matter. They, As long as they finish and complete the process, they can be reimbursed for that first component or cost. So it's a great professional growth opportunity for teachers in New York State. So that's one. Um, New York State is a union state. So each district is governed by its individually negotiated contract language. So it differs tremendously throughout the state. In some districts, teachers actually get doctoral level pay for having national board certification. In the state, you can also take it for graduate credit and almost every district in the state offers some kind of monetary compensation for additional graduate credit. And that usually you get for the life of your time in that district. With all that aside, it's the best professional development I think hands down I've ever done. And so the reward other than than financial is just in getting better at what you really care about and you want to do better at. Now, you're in a unique position in that you have taken the time to renew your certification the old way about 10 years ago. And now you're doing your maintenance of certification, which is this new method. Maybe talk to me about how you're seeing some differences. What's what are you liking better? Maybe what do you miss about the old the old way? Uh, tell me about this new maintenance of certification process. 
So what I like about the new process is that it's much more focused. There's two pieces of it that you focus on. One is what you're doing with the thinking and the growth and the mindset since you last renewed. So with me, I'm doing a lot of work with coaching of teachers and professional learning for teachers. So it's not direct classroom related. The second component though, is they actually ask you to relate it directly back to your certification area. And to do that, I needed to borrow a ninth grade English class, which falls within my um, certification area of early adolescent English language arts. And so I have now borrowed and I'm co-teaching a ninth grade English class. It's been six years since I was directly in the classroom working with students. So it is, exciting, engaging, and sometimes absolutely overwhelming. I completely forgot what Sunday nights were like and how you had this ball in the pit of your stomach about, am I ready for tomorrow morning? And do I have everything I need? Is everything in, in order? And layer on top of that, the virtual or hybrid environment. Um, <laughs> it's been so positive, but wow, it has just really built in me a sense of renewed empathy and understanding for the challenges of the teachers I'm working with on the professional learning side, uh, just what they're facing every single day. What resources and tools are you personally using for this maintenance of certification journey? I mean, you're on your own path, even though you, you're doing a lot of helping of other teachers and other candidates. Where are you going to get your support? Um, I'm actually um, co-facilitating a brand new virtual group for teachers who are pursuing certification or maintenance of certification. We have 10 teachers in our cohort group. And then also National Board is offering tremendous number of resources. Um, I've participated in some of their webinars. There's lots of great information and there's lots of great people who are involved in that who, you know, when everyone, all thousand people sign into the webinar and you see all those names in the chat, there's definitely opportunities to reconnect with people uh, that you've worked with previously. How can teachers find these resources like the webinars and things like that? Where where can they go to get these tools and, and these reference materials? So uh, National Board has a fabulous page on their website. So you can always go to the National Board website. And if you look at first time or returning candidates, there's a wealth of information there, as well as a page completely dedicated to COVID-19 and what's shifting and adjusting as we learn more and more about the challenges of pursuing certification or maintenance of certification in the time of COVID. Now, how did becoming a National Board Certified Teacher make a, a difference in your student learning? Wow. Um... That's such a big question, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, take a um, bite off a small piece of it maybe and just... <laughs> okay. I think one of the, the really biggest learnings that I had of becoming a National Board Certified Teacher was the absolute importance of listening and really listening, especially to parents. When I graduated college and went into my first teaching position, uh, it was long before I had children of my own, so I was not a parent. And many, many parents probably would find this obnoxious, but I believe that because I had all these great courses on 
behavioral science and how to modify behavior and what to do in the classroom that I could better tell parents how to support their children uh, in the educational journey. And so fast forward, oh, you know, 15 years, and I learned a lot and certainly becoming a parent helped with that learning as well. But the national board process really emphasized the idea of two-way communication. And it was through that real exploration of the two-way communication that I realized I thought I was a really good communicator. But when I took a 30,000 foot view of my communication, I realized it was me telling or sharing information with parents and I or the school community. And I wasn't really being an active listener. And so I started several things through the national board process to really develop that two-way communication in terms of emailing parents and phone calls. And I actually instituted a project where um, students wrote me a reflective letter about what they liked about the class or didn't like about the class and things they thought really helped them and things they thought hindered their learning. And then I asked parents to contribute their own voice to that letter. And it was amazing the information that I got. And I really came to fully understand and respect that we were working in concert for these children and that these parents were my best allies and they knew their child better than I could ever hope to know their child. And so by listening to them and really um, hearing their hopes and dreams and concerns and frustrations led me to develop a way of communicating teamwork, a sense of teamwork around the student's growth. And that probably was one of the most impactful things for student learning because the parents felt that they were being listened to, that their position and thoughts were being respected and that they were contributing to their child's growth. And so we started pulling the wagon in the same direction and there was no blame anymore. It was nobody's fault that this child was doing something that was maybe not the best educational decision. It was how can we work together to um, help this student make better decisions and get them on track. Listening, one of the most powerful resources at our disposal and truly a, a huge tool for change and growth. I, I think this is a perfect thought to end on. And I thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you to Colleen for joining us and thank you audience for listening. It's such a pleasure for me to be able to talk to these incredible teachers about their craft and this calling. And we couldn't do it without listeners and the support of the National Board. Go and check that website out that we were telling you about in the podcast today. So it's www.nbpts.org. Our next episode is coming at you very shortly. In the meantime, keep your ears open, keep listening, and thank you so much. My name's Luke Karaitemude, and we'll talk soon.